Okay. Good afternoon, everybody. My name is Cam King. This is Three Questions Podcast. I'm a little bit sweaty. I just finished doing some sprints outside, and that is one of our questions for today, actually. I wrote these questions. They're self-submitted. I don't think I have recorded a podcast in about five or six days, so overdue, and I have exactly 30 minutes to get this done. So let's hop right into Three Questions Podcast. If you're new to this, what you need to know is we take three questions, user submitted, and if we have a guest on, they answer those three questions. I work with them beforehand about that. And if I'm just doing a solo episode like this one, I'll typically take questions from the pool or I will write the questions out myself, things that I have Googled, Googled in the past or looked up on YouTube and things that I've come to learn. And by sharing these and sharing my points of view, not that I know everything, it helps me sort of reaffirm knowledge that I've already acquired. So these are three things we haven't really spoken about on this podcast today. We're going to be talking about emotional control and the value of that, how to increase HGH by 700%, that is human growth hormone naturally, and the no contact rule. So three things that I have Googled and researched and tested out and tried out. So we are going to hop into this question number one. I'm going to set my watch. Uh, question number one. So the value of emotional control, what is it? Emotional control is something that I'm having a hard time with today. I have a lot of different things going on, a lot of things that I put on my plate. And I find that emotional control is one of the biggest and also at the same time underrated skills that a human being can have. This it doesn't matter what gender you are, right? Primarily male or female for majority of us. And then everyone else, right? Emotional control is a thing that's not really being spoken about in the Western world at all. And not that you need to be a stoic person, right? If you're not Ryan Holiday or Robert, um, excuse me, Robert Green, um, you don't need to be a stoic in the modern world. We, it's very difficult to emulate Marcus Aurelius in society today. Sometimes I wonder how he would fare in the modern world. However, I will say that being an emperor of Rome 2000 years ago was probably a pretty stressful job. So there are a lot of good principles from stoicism, but stoicism is not about not having emotions. It's about witnessing your emotions with purpose. And I feel like many people make that mistake. I certainly did. I thought stoicism was showing no emotion, having no emotion, not letting anybody else sense that you're even aware of your emotions. And for a long time, I tried to shut that stuff out with, you know, black Navy SEAL looking sunglasses and, you know, working out and just speaking rather monotone and not being excited and kind of being pretty morose. And that was no way to live life. I was not the coolest or best person to be around at, at, during those years. But the value of emotional control, especially for men, since I am one, it's easier for me to speak on this. I know we do have some female listeners and I've gotten questions like, well, how come you don't speak about females? And I'm like, I don't know that anybody's really an expert about females except for that female themselves. So for men, I, I feel pretty good about having broad stroke opinions. And I will say that if you can work towards having emotional control, this is the greatest skill and asset that you can have in life. The value, your monetary gains that you get from this everything in your life, the relationships, the quality, the jobs, the places, the adventures, the opportunities, everything, everything has a piece of emotional control aspect to it, right? Whether it's 50% of it or 80% of it or 10% of it, emotional control is one aspect of all of those different things in your life. You just don't know it. And what I'll say for men is men are not respected when we lose our emotional control. 
for me, two weeks ago, I I lost my emotional control for the first time in a long time. And I just lashed out at at someone pretty close to me. And we're all human beings. We make mistakes, but we say things that we regret, right? That can push people away from us. And so often when we do these types of things, right, it's just, a, it's a reflection about how we feel about ourselves that we're projecting onto somebody else when we push these people away, which is a form of self-sabotage. We're not going to talk about that right now. Losing your emotional control on somebody is, it happens, you're a human being, and we have to work on keeping this at the forefront of our mind if we are going to get better. I truly, truly, truly believe that the value of emotional control will help will help you live a better life. And how you do that exactly is by deepening your intuition, deepening your awareness and slowing down, right? Our world is so sped up, especially in the Western world. We try to power through everything. We try to pack our schedules. And if you ever go over to France or Italy or Spain, you'll notice that they take their time and they really don't rush about a damn thing. Over here in the Western world, we just rush and rush and rush, and we save no space for creative thought. We save no space for introspection. We save no space. We'd rather be scrolling on TikTok or Instagram. We save no space in our brains to get to know ourselves. And the only way that you can start to understand and witness your emotions is by getting to know yourself and deepening your intuition by creating space. The reason why I lost my emotional control was because I I kept speeding up. I have this bad habit of just speeding up and speeding up and speeding up, speeding up until I crash or I burn out, right? I use all my fuel. I use all my energy. I work too hard and I have no creative process. I have no creative juices. I have no space for anybody else. And when I get that way, I get very riled up easily and I get over caffeinated and underslept. And you can see how this becomes a vicious circle of, oh, I need to get all this stuff done. This is something I'm working on independently. But if you can look up emotional control or how to how to handle your emotions better by watching YouTube, by reading books, by listening to podcasts about this, when this sort of stuff comes up, be an active pursuer of this type of knowledge, and you will start to gain the mastery of emotional control. And it's something that you're going to work on for the rest for the rest of your life. But if you have it, and you know it when somebody else has it, it's very clear. And that person becomes very respectable in your eyes, and their value increases, right? That's five minutes on the dot, I'm going to jump into question number two. So how to increase HGH by 700%. I looked this up a while ago. This is actually relatively new knowledge for me, probably eight or nine months. And HGH is human growth hormone. We all have it in our bodies, men and women. And human growth hormone spurs the growth and creation of new muscle tissues, new muscle fibers. And it's essentially telling your body, hey, all of those good nutrients you're getting, I I need those down here. Human growth hormone obviously makes you bigger. It makes you stronger. It makes you faster. It makes you recover a little bit better. And it it puts on lean muscle mass and dense muscle mass at the same time. Everything improves with human growth hormone. Now, is it a synthetic drug that people inject into their bodies and there is a bad form of this? Yes. Naturally, I don't know the exact levels of what male and females in particular have of human growth hormone within their bodies. But I'll tell you this, sprinting, three times a week for at least five minutes of each session will increase your human growth hormone by 700%. Okay. So literally sprinting. And I want you to think about the biology before I get into uh, uh, how you can do this. But the biology of it is that your ancestors were chasing down animals. Okay. Your ancestors were chasing down animals and they were hunting and killing them until they basically had a heat stroke and died or couldn't run anymore. And their legs gave out. 
human beings weren't the fastest, but we could run really, really, really long distances, especially in packs. And we could switch out and we could tire them down. We hunted in these sort of packs and we would tire these animals out because they didn't have access to water and they didn't have ample time to cool down. And when they would heat stroke or when they would stop essentially to cool down, that's when we would kill them and harvest their meat. So moving that into today's world, when was the last time that you had to literally run and chase down your food? Never. Biology hasn't really caught up with the way modern society has advanced, especially in the past 100 to 200 years. Even 100 years ago, people were still hunting plenty of buffalo and other animals out in the wild. However, we very rarely do that here. There's a small percentage of people in America that hunt, even though it seems like there's a lot. It's the smallest of all time. With that said, that means for you that our human growth hormone production, our testosterone, our chemicals and hormones that have helped us be these elite warriors and elite predators back in the day are simply not being used. So these genes are essentially turning off and our biology is starting to change, but not in the same way that time is sort of moving forward, if that makes sense. So for you, it means you have a huge untapped potential of genes that you can activate. And I was watching, it was either a CrossFit coach or some sort of uh, bodybuilder type sports knowledge guy. And he was talking about the study behind this and you don't need to know all the science behind it. it took me about 15 minutes to distill the information. However, after two weeks, if you run three times a week, say Monday, Wednesday, Friday, or Monday, Wednesday, Saturday, and you do a minimum of five minutes of sprints each time, that means you're running, you're sprinting for a total of five minutes on Monday, five minutes on Wednesday, five minutes on Friday, total of 15 minutes per week. After two weeks, your human growth hormone is going to be 700% of what it was at the baseline before you started doing sprints. This literally activates your ancient genes. It activates your gene genealogy. It activates everything inside of you that was a hunter that wants to be a hunter. And it spurs all the creation of muscle mass and growth and improves your cognition, improves your mood. We already know about endorphins and how that sort of makes you feel great. And they block out no receptors, which are just pain receptors. It's fantastic knowledge. So sprinting will literally make you feel more like a beast, male or female. It will make you feel more natural the way that you are designed to feel, the way that you are biologically wired to feel. And that means that you're not supposed to be a couch potato. So if you sit down at a desk all day and you do work or you're not on your feet or you, you are trying to find a way to be more active, at minimum, do 15 minutes of sprints a week. You can do this at the gym. You can do it outside. How I do it, I do 10 sets of 30-second sprints. And boy, does it suck. But boy, do I sweat like I've never sweated before. It's 100 degrees outside. And I was just pouring sweat. And it was like I was at the gym for an hour and 15 minutes. And I just got done in, I don't know, 20 so I'll sprint down 30 seconds and then I'll walk back and I do that 10 times and do that three times a week. And I find that it revitalizes my body in such a way that I just can't comprehend. So I'm at 10 minutes there for that question. And if you have any more questions, obviously comment, reach out to me. CKcollective.co is my website, or you can reach me at info at CKcollective.co too. And last one, the no contact rule. So I came across the no contact rule, which is about in four relationships after a big breakup of mine about four years ago. And at first, I 
the no contact rule is essentially where you have to convince yourself not to reach out to the person who you dumped or dumped you, whether you're going through a divorce, whether you're in a teenage relationship in your 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s. The no contact rule is designed for one of two things to happen. And that's totally dependent on what you want. And that is to either entice the other person to reach out to you, or it's designed for you to just get over them in the fastest way possible. And there's so many nuances of the the no contact rule, but the no contact rule essentially states for the dumper or the dumpy to not reach out to that person. You can block them. You can remove them on, off social media. You can hide their stories. You can just disappear from the world and not check any of that stuff. But it's essentially you are ghosting. You are gone. You just disappear off the radar. You don't really change anything. And the no contact rule is, like I said, designed for one of two things, either to try and get that person back to entice them to reach out to you, or you can, it'll just help you move on faster. And I personally believe that the no contact rule is the only rule that people need to understand about after relationships. However, after a relationship ends, the last thing that you need to do is try and go and date. I have worked with a number of my clients on this, and I have seen them try to get into rebound relationships or get on the apps. And I'm like, you haven't changed. You haven't learned anything, haven't done anything different. What makes you think there's going to be a different outcome with a different person? All you're going to do is mirror the same things that you did in the last relationship because you other people in relationships tend to act as a mirror for us, right? Where we get to learn. So I really think that you should take a solid, you know, one to three months off, probably closer to three months, uh, really for yourself. The first month definitely ghost, right? Delete social media, uh, you know, feel your feelings, write journal, meditate, try to go to the gym, try to eat healthy, stay away from drugs and alcohol, and then towards the end of that month, right, like start start going out a little bit and start to like just create some new memories. Month, month number two should really be about creating new memories for yourself and going out and doing different things, building new routines, building new habits for you. And month number three is really about forging a new identity. And it's saying, OK, you know, uh, that that person wasn't 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 it for me. I learned a lot. Here are the mistakes that I made. And you kind of take ownership and you say, who's the person I want to be in the next five years. Who's the person I want to be in the next relationship? And then you take the steps to sort of act in that direction. And this is really why the no contact rule is is so important because if you can take those sort sorts of steps a couple months after a breakup relationship, I don't care how old you are, you're going in the right direction. Sure, you can go out on dates if like you meet somebody cool and you want to grab coffee with them, but it's really going to it's really going to be super important for you to just understand that you don't need to do everything in that moment. And if your goal is to get your ex to reach out again, you shouldn't do all of the things that I just mentioned in hopes of trying to get them back. It's very easy to see that, oh, this person's just posturing because they're they're trying to get my attention or they're trying to get me back. And if they do reach out, cool, like you can have that talk, but you've already sort of forged a new identity away from that person, or at least a direction that you want to go. And that's essentially what what the no contact rule is. It's a pivot. And if you've ever played basketball, right, you know, you can pivot certain directions, especially when you're in the paint and you're sort of going for the hoop and that should be your goal. And I think it's, it's very powerful. It's very difficult to do. There's no contact rule. You can do this with friends. You can do this with family members. You can sort of silence and cut out anybody from your life, not to hurt them, 
But in order for you to sort of set up boundary and say, hey, this relationship, the way we talk, you know, the way we exist together, it's not healthy for me. It's taking away from my life force. And I think that's a very powerful thing. So don't do the no contact rule if you're just trying to get someone back. However, if you're trying to forge a new identity, if you're trying to, you know, save and protect your energy for for new things in a new direction, it's a very useful thing. And I've watched countless videos on it online and all these dating coaches, they're, they're trying to help get you your ex back by doing the no contact rule. And that's not it, man. Okay. Do the no contact rule because you're forging a new version of yourself, not because you want someone from your past back and you haven't really changed. Make sense? I'm all out of time. That's 15 minutes. Again, this is three questions podcast, and I am forever grateful for you guys for listening. You can submit questions to three questions podcast at gmail.com or go to ckcollective.co underneath the podcast tab. You will find all of that info. You can submit questions. You can find us on Amazon, Spotify. I think we're on Apple Podcasts now, Buzzsprout as well. And then I have a separate YouTube channel. So if you type in YouTube at underscore three questions podcast, that's how you'll find us. Also, same Instagram handle at underscore three questions podcast. And yeah, I'm going to be putting more clips out, hopefully doing a lot more stuff. I have a lot of of guests that I'm going to be bringing on. So if you'd like to be a guest, just reach out, schedule the time. Uh, My Calendly link is on there. And uh, I really appreciate you guys listening. Have a great day. My name's Cam and I'll see you in the next one.